Welcome to the Truth Podcast. I'm your host, Hani Rambod. I'm here with my co-host, Austin, and a very special guest today. Who's this Mr. Friend? Olympia hmm? 212, 2021, and 2022 Open Mr. Olympia runner-up, Derek Lunsford. Hey, man. Back in Dallas. <laughs> what an intro. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> We're here, back in Dallas. You it's are a few here weeks. at the Big D. Oh, yeah. Big Dallas. <laughs> I, still, I still don't know how I feel about that name. I that's, know, that's, that's not, I don't uh, know. It's Dallas. It's, it's not ideal. You guys got a barbecue last night, right? Yes. Always on the list. Yes. Oh, mm-hmm. we're coming out strong with the barbecue, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. The barbecue kick it off was, that way. This, the barbecue was strong with this one. That's yeah. become tradition every yes. time somebody comes into town. And his better half, Jelson, puts it away like a champ. <laughs> really? Yeah. Puts pounds, it away. Pounds of... The girl can eat. Yeah. And um, then they go out and her, her and Farron as we're training legs earlier today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good working it off. Work and reward. That's what it is. Well, you're coming off of a show recently, right? Yeah. Did yeah. You do something pretty, pretty big one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh. I know we got some uh we got some big things to talk about today. I yeah. think that there's a lot of questions that people have uh pertaining to yourself. <laughs> we have a lot to unpack. There's been a lot of uh chatter out there on the internet. People yes. wanting to know some things about you. Yes. Yeah. So number one, I think the biggest thing right now is the Arnold. Because everyone wants to know whether you're doing the Arnold. So we'll keep that for last. Yeah. Because <laughs> I feel like we should. Uh, Sorry, guys. I feel like we should walk it back. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure somebody will t- timestamp it. So yeah. as funny as I'm trying to be, I'm sure you can fast forward to the, to the Arnold if that's all you're here mm-hmm. to tune in for. But I think the biggest thing that we should really discuss is the fact that it's been almost two years to the day that we started working together. Yeah, actually it is. It's our two-year anniversary. Day. Yeah. That's adorable. Literally, Nick and I were talking back at the office, and he's like, actually, this is Nick the Irby. day. Yeah. Okay. He said, this is the day two years ago that we started working together. I was like, it's wow. actually the anniversary? It's Legit. the actual no anniversary. Way. I thought it was going to yeah. be this coming week, but is, yeah. did he really say yeah, it's today? Yeah, it was today. today. Wow. So wow. a lot's happened. Happy anniversary. A lot. Guys. Yeah. Two years. It's two been years. good, man. So yeah, let's, let's rewind it back. Let's play it back a little bit. All right. For those that haven't heard the story, Derek and I didn't know each other until the Olympia of 2020. So 2020 Olympia, Derek had just placed fourth, I believe. Yeah, that was, I uh, had a little bit of a setback that year. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Hadi, that was the year, that was the big COVID year where Hadi had just flown in a couple days before, barely got to the show. Yeah. Phil had his comeback again. I'd love to share a lot of stories regarding not just that year, but there was a lot of buildup into that mm-hmm. year for, because of COVID and them going to Orlando mm-hmm. that year. And... I think that the biggest thing was the fact that it was just super by coincidence that we saw each other backstage. I say it's a God thing, man, because I, so the two twelve finals, prejudging and finals is on Friday morning, Friday night. Okay. So I was there Saturday night to watch the open finals and it was getting late. I was with my wife and some friends and I used the restroom and we were about to head out of the, of the show and something just spoke to me and said, go backstage and congratulate Rami on his Olympia win. And I was like kind of fighting it. And I'm that like, was the first year Rami had won. Yeah, that 2020. And so I was like, I don't know. I think my wife and friends are going to be a little upset. It's getting late. We need to get going. And I just, I kept feeling I'm like, no, you need to go backstage. Congratulate Rami. So I said, okay, <sighs> they're going to have to forgive me. So I just beelined it backstage and, um, 
I did. I congratulated Rami on winning and got to talking to some others backstage. And long story short, you and I started talking. Well, we got to give a little bit of credit to Tarek. Yeah. Right. Tarek, yeah. Tarek was the one. And I think Sean Ray might've been. A there was bit. a couple. There's a couple people back there. But I remember it was Tarek, mainly Tarek. Tarek was the first one come up to me and was giving me some suggestions and um, was like, you know, honey, you know, honey. You should go talk to Hani and see if, you know, yeah. Yeah. And I said, all right, sure. You know, why not? That'd be great. And, uh, that's when you and I, you know, started talking and one thing led to another and two years down the road, here we are. Yeah. Yeah. And just to give a little bit more perspective of how that worked, a lot of people don't realize they keep saying online for perspective, why don't you work with this person or why mm-hmm. don't you work with that person? And the biggest thing is that I don't work with people unless they come to want to work with me. That's number one. And that just doesn't mean that I'm going to go ahead and do it because yeah. obviously everyone knows I work with less than 10 people a year. But and you're that, not going out and picking them. I do not. That's why the people, honey, cherry picks. Yeah. I don't cherry pick. <laughs> I may cherry pick when it comes to the ones that are actually coming to try to work with me. Yeah. I'll sit down and I'm going to filter that and see how, if that's going to fit personality wise, work ethic wise, is the genetic potential up to what their expectation is. And I've always been that way. Even when I was training a lot of amateurs, I wanted to work with people that had a realistic expectation. So when I met Derek backstage, it was because somebody came over and said, Hey, I want to introduce you to Derek. Hey, nice to meet you, Derek. Mm-hmm. You know, and I can, I didn't even know you yeah. placed fourth. Cause normally you've been in the past, you were like in the top two or three. Well, I know how you are at the Olympia and you were like tunnel vision on yeah. what you were focused on. Yeah. And I, I kind of like came up behind you with Derek and, and he was like, uh, hi. <laughs> that was just kind of like that. Like, uh, oh, hi. Okay. Yeah. And we just kind of started talking from there. Yeah. And just kind of like a really, really fun side stat that I want to know. What was your weight at that show? Uh, 2020. Oh, that was the year where, whew, um, my weight had come really far down. It wasn't even, I think I weighed in like 208, but I, I think wow. I actually dropped even more weight after weigh-ins. I think you were like 204. Or yeah. Two. I think I was so like. So that compared yeah. to a couple years later. To yeah. this Olympia. That's yeah. pretty wild to think I, about. I can't remember my my bottom weight. It might even been lower than 204, to be honest with you. Wow. But it was, yeah. Because the couple years before that, I was weighing a little heavier. But that year, I really got, yeah, things didn't go too well that year. So so that's where you guys met, and that just got the ball rolling? We, got, we met. It was just, yeah. I was with Hottie, Phil backstage, running around, just, again, mm-hmm. I was in the moment. And he was 100% right. It was just mm-hmm. a, hey, how are you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Great to meet you. Mm-hmm. And I think you were wearing a suit. Yeah, I was. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, wow, this guy's wearing a suit backstage. <laughs> I didn't know because I'm just so caught up in what yeah. I'm doing. I'm like, did he already change? And, and I, like, I think I still had my tan on too. You did. I still had my, my spray tan on, my pro tan on. Did you wash it off? No, because I wanted to oh. take photo shoots in it. And then I realized uh, I probably should have just. You wore a suit with white collar demolished. Yeah, it was gone. gone. Yeah, oh, done, dude. Yeah, because he Dang. did look a little and extra orange. He was a little extra spaghetti. He was a little extra spaghetti like, before the the jar. For those for those of you who haven't seen the meme, it's the, been Tupperware the Tupperware with the spaghetti. With the spaghetti. Too. I was you know I was the spaghetti and you're no the I was the spaghetti because I was all red tan because the color the the light hit me a certain way. <laughs> oh okay, it had a red tint to it. Yeah, if, and it's, yeah. it's a meme that went or whatever. Viral. A meme that went viral with him and I. Yeah, but what's funny is the fact that. How you doing? What's going on yep. in the moment? I think you got my contact information from mm-hmm. Tarek. It was fine. But at that point, I was just trying to be able to finish off the interviews or anything else that was going on and move on for the night. Derek, 
I think you hit me up like literally three or four days later. And yeah, right away, like that next week, uh, we just started talking and I don't remember. Yeah, we we we, had, we got on a phone call. That's what it was because we both kind of wanted to feel each other out. Yes. Like we want to, like even myself, I want to make sure that you would be, I knew you were like the top notch coach. You were someone that I looked up to and always wanted to work with, mm -hmm. but I also wanted to like have a phone conversation and kind of get to know you over the phone personally you know? yeah yeah and you, you, we we both asked each other what we wanted like from coach athlete perspective and it, it just seemed like from that first hour 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 and a half phone call i remember getting off the phone and jelson my wife asked me she's like how'd it go i go actually really good way better than i even expected you know because like i said i always looked up to you working with like phil and jay and everyone that you work with before me um so i knew <laughs> you were the top of the food chain as far as the coaches I wanted to work with. But once we had that first phone call, I was like, I think this is going to be a good fit for both of us for sure. Yeah. So when we started talking again, that mindset, does he going to have the mindset to be able to do what he needs to do? Mm. He's got a really good physique, just hasn't been able to nail it. And that's okay. We have to figure out why. So we had to reconstruct that as we were continuing that relationship and that talk. But what was really cool at that point was the fact that I didn't have outside influences because honestly, if I did, I probably wouldn't work with you mm -hmm. because when, after you also told me, Hey, my previous company that you were with that contracted ended, mm -hmm. I believe you were with universal mm -hmm. and it was, uh, one of those that said, Hey, this is over. I'm also interested in this. And I said, okay, we can probably work something out on both ends where we can mm -hmm. kind of work together. It, again, this was all, we were, we were talking a lot mm -hmm. and we we're just trying to get this thing going and say, Hey, would this work? How is the training session things going to work? How is he going to be? If, if he's going to be an athlete as well, there's a lot of different things that you got to think about. And it's not just this universal. Yeah. Let me just go do this and fix everything. Yeah. Cause you got to be able to jive on the same frequency. And so what I did was I just got to just know him at that point. Mm -hmm. And I didn't have some of the things that had happened in the past. Mm -hmm. And there were some interviews that he had done, some things that were very polarizing. And those things came out after we already started our relationship where some people came to me and were like, oh, I'm very surprised that you would work with him. I'm like, has he got some kind of shitty physique that I didn't know about? Is there some kind of, you know what I mean? And they're like, well, you said some things in the past and this and that. And I'm so glad. And I'm not going to say that that would have affected me, but I would have, would I have listened to it? Yes. But do I think that it would have affected me in terms of how I would have changed, would I have changed no, because I want to know how he is right now, not how he was two years before that. Yeah. And maybe he made some mistakes in some interviews. Maybe he was prompting people to try to create some controversy. But what was cool about Derek Lunsford was that I was able to kind of get him more of a blank slate. And I think that the the fourth place maybe humbled you a little bit. That was, <clears throat> for a couple of years, a very troubled time in my life. Uh -huh. And we've discussed that before on previous podcasts mm -hmm. here. Um, I, I, uh, I'm very thankful for that troubled time. Cause now like with my faith, I believe, you know, God really pulled me from that. And now mm -hmm. I can, you know, honor and glorify him and say, he's the reason that he, you know, he pulled me from this time. I couldn't have done it on my own. So I want to praise him and thank him for that. But that's why I say I'm thankful for the troubled time. Um, but I'm also thankful that I've come out of it, uh, a better person, I believe, on the um on the other side so i don't know man it's um when i look you should be proud of it i, I think you when yeah. i hear your voice you're still a little uncomfortable with it 
Because I, I think I because am. I think that there's some things that you say that yeah, if you could go back in time, and you yeah. told me this, that you would have changed. Definitely would have changed some some things, and 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 not just like things said or try to be uh, entertaining in bodybuilding, um, but just like the mindset of my day to day. I feel like I was with having that chip on my shoulder. I could have made life a little easier for myself mm-hmm. um, had I had a, a, a shift in the mindset. So yeah, of course there's there'd be some things that I would change if I could go back. But that's why I just decided to move forward. And that's why when you and I met, that's what I I was doing. I said, okay, I'm setting my mind to move forward. I want to be a better person. I want to change the habits of thinking the in, in the way that I am. So um, that's that's when we started, you know, working together. Well, and it was when that happened, the pivotal part of this whole story was working on a level where I believe I could trust you to follow the plan, Mm -hmm. but you can also trust me to give you the proper plan. Mm -hmm. So it does help that I have a track record because I feel like whenever Mm -hmm. you start building a track record as a coach, you have more people that want to listen to you instead of saying, I'm only going to take bits and pieces and then I'm going to throw in my, the rest because I may still know better than the coach that I'm with. And I think a lot of you guys that are listening to this, whether you're a coach or you're an athlete, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You want to know already what the person's saying before they're saying it because you don't want to feel inferior. Mm. But if you're working with a coach where mm-hmm. it's complementary mm-hmm. to each other, mm-hmm. you elevate Exactly. And that's the difference. When you have an ego as an athlete or a coach that you're trying to bulldoze somebody into doing something, or if the athlete is trying to still take in consideration that I don't want to feel stupid just in case someone's telling me something, I'm not going to listen for that extra 20 minutes of cardio they're trying to get me to do because they don't know my body. That's when you run into problems as an athlete. And then the coach can run into problems by saying, look, I'm going to try to get this guy to change and I'm going to turn around and break this horse. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go ahead and ride it till the shoes fall off. You can't do that because the battle of wills and egos end up creating too much friction and you're never going to get to a good mm-hmm. positive place and you're not going to hit those long-term goals. So again, if you're a coach or if you're an athlete and you're listening to this, you have to minimize friction and you have to build trust. And one thing that I did was I was able to do that with you early on mm-hmm. after three, four months together. And we had our highs and lows Yeah, because that has to be worked out. It can't be given overnight. It has to be earned on both sides. And like I said, he has got a track record. He's been in the top five, top four, the 212. I've done many things with different athletes, but you have to try to be able to jive. And now when you look at it and you say, it's been two years, what has happened? Wow. We were able to go into the prep right under 212, make weight, we're able to win off of a very formidable champion, Sean Clarita, mm-hmm. beating him. Being able to do that, then trying to come back and win another 212, but not being able to really keep the confines of the physique at its best close to the 212 weight class. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, and everybody knows about the guest posing and then <laughs> yeah. the, the, let's talk about this, <laughs> what we call the... Uh, Special invite. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we're going yeah. into that. Yeah, the special mm-hmm. invite for those of you that are still mad about that. But I think that what's what, when you fast forward and you look at these things, what I really want people to understand is there's short-term and long-term goals 
physique as well as career goals, especially we're working together with Evagen, as well as being able to work together on being able to say, I want to get on that Mr. Olympia stage, open stage in the next two to three years. Mm-hmm. Well, that time frame kind of moved up mm-hmm. as the opportunity became present. We took advantage of the fact that, okay, he is already big. Do we want to bring him down? Do we not want to bring him down? How is he going to look against these open guys? Mm-hmm. We didn't know. I got some questions on. Yeah. That so I think, I think what's cool and exciting <laughs> is the fact that I've been talking a lot. Uh, if you guys listen to this podcast on a regular basis about spiritual growth. And I feel that I've talked about it more and more. Derek and I talk a lot about it off, you know, off camera. And I feel that everything happens for a reason. I've been very blessed myself to not only be a 20 time, 22 now time <laughs> Olympia winning champion. I'm so used to saying 20. Know, you gotta, you gotta <laughs> change that up. 20 time, 22 time Olympia winning uh, champion. It's, uh, it's, 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 uh, you know, it's everybody's fault here. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's Bumstead's fault. It's Hottie's fault. And, uh, and if Hottie didn't make the visa, it would have been your fault. But, but that being said, what's really interesting is the fact that I think everything happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. And if you put positivity into the world, you're going to get positivity back, not just from the people around you, but just from the energy that you put out. And what's really important is that this isn't bullshit. Yeah. It's real. And for those of you that don't believe in it, you're never going to be able to really get to that point where you feel fulfilled. But if you can focus on the positive nature and know that there's still going to be bumps in the road and it's not very linear, it's not linear. It's not something that was just like, you just keep going. You're, it's going mm-hmm. to have ups and it's going to have downs. Mm-hmm. But as long as you can get through those down periods and still focus, you will get to a much better place. So yeah. that's what we went through. Absolutely. I was going to describe it like the stock market. It's like as long as your lows are higher than your previous lows and your highs are higher than your previous highs, <laughs> you're going to keep going like this. But as long as you move in the right direction of downfalls and victories and downfalls and victories, you'll still be moving in the right direction. It's like, you know, those things are still going to happen. That's why I kind of almost disagree a little bit with your statement of like going back and changing things. Yeah. You wouldn't be who you exactly. are. You wouldn't be. That's why I say I'm, I'm thankful. Yeah. <clears throat> Out of all the amazing things that we've been blessed with, you and I, whether it be 22 Olympia titles, myself winning a 212 Olympia title this year, placing second in the Open Mr. Olympia. I think the coolest thing for me is <clears throat> both of our spiritual growth mm-hmm. over the last couple of years. Like when we first met, started working together the first year, we didn't really have a whole lot of conversations uh, that were, you know, talking about God and things like that. And now I feel like every time we talk, we talk more about it. And for me, um, my faith and my relationship with God is the most important thing in my life, my wife being, I would say right there as a close second. Um, I just, I, I just love the fact that we're able to have these conversations, fellowship together and grow stronger in our walk with Christ and our relationship with God, because ultimately that's to me the most important thing here on this earth. And all these other things that we've been blessed with are just ama- amazing bonuses I mean, of course, yes, uh, we're here, you know, in bodybuilding and that's you as a coach, me as an athlete, we want to be our best. We have our goals, but ultimately I think for me, that's the coolest thing is, is our spiritual growth. hundred percent. 
Yeah, it's it's very very eye opening when you see the growth on and off the stage, mm-hmm. and I feel that as I this is one of the reasons why it's very hard for me to scale my business because mm-hmm. the personal connection I have with you or Chris or Hadi, all of these things, I, I just don't have a big enough house to have all you guys <laughs> yet. I got to get a compound. Yeah. So you have a pretty have nice house. Let's not, yeah. let's well, not get twisted. Now here in Dallas, we were able to get a little more bang for the buck. But but all in all, what's really nice is the fact that it's just, it, it's cool is everybody's willing to help each other too. Mm-hmm. It, it really is. And, and obviously there's been some amazing results from all of that based on this year specifically. And uh, it was cool to see the Evagen team just walk in and yeah. kind of sweep. But even without Evagen, I mean, look at yeah. just, I mean, look, Chris has got raw and he's yeah. with his own, you know, company. It's his company and along with, with his partners, Dom and Matt. But I feel that it's just one of those things when you have a real positive team and then they have amazing people mm-hmm. behind them, mm-hmm. their significant others, plus a beep. you know and uh it's one of those things where i really feel like everybody grows and everybody's able to elevate together Mm -hmm. the dynamic has a lot to do with your energy making sure to keep negativity away from your inner circle Mm -hmm. is 100 percent imperative and i don't think people put enough weight into that so going forward let's talk a little bit about getting ready for the olympia this year Mm. after we ended up getting the special invite you put in for it. You had to go through the technical like request. Then it was more a matter of trying to come in your all time best in a whole new way. And this is where I want to give a perspective as a trainer, but I need you to give perspective. And now that you're here, because I feel like I'm speaking to okay. a lot mm-hmm. is just the fact that how did it feel for you in regards to the pressure? Because in the past you had the pressure of two twelve. But now you had the pressure of having a special invite that a lot of people talked a lot of shit mm-hmm. saying <laughs> you are either not big enough to be able to do that or you still should have qualified because of A, B, and C. All of that stuff aside, how did you feel personally? Because I don't want to put words in your mouth. I want you to explain to listeners. Mm. To be honest, I um, I really didn't feel the pressure that people would think that I felt. I was I I was and still am completely focused on my ultimate goal and that's to just be the best bodybuilder I can be. I am aware of the competition that's out there. I'm aware of uh okay, you got a special invitation. There's this is really important that you come in and 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 nail it. Um but but really like even if I didn't, like I always know I give my absolute best. I have the best coach in the world. I'm not just saying that because you're sitting here. We all know it. I appreciate it. 100%. There's no question about that. So I have faith in you. I have belief in myself. I know me. I'm always going to give my absolute best. I have an amazing wife who supports me fully. Um, I have amazing friends and other people in my life that supports me fully. And I have my faith in God too. So I believe that, you know, with my effort, your guidance, the support that I have, you know, to me, I can't fail because I'm, like I said, I'm always going to give hundred percent. And if God wants me to walk away with the title, I'm going to have it. If not, and there's some reason, then that's okay. So I didn't really feel that I needed to come in and shock the world. I didn't feel like I needed to come in and win the title. I didn't feel like, 
um, even if I fell flat on my face, <laughs> that I, it was all going to be okay and it was going to be the right thing. And so that's all I really focused on was just each day giving my absolute best and the outcome will be what it's going to be. And, you know, thankfully we did come in at our, our all time best. I believe we did shock a lot of people and it was a very good year. So all the stars seemed to align and we, we had a, a really successful year in my book. How do you feel this prep was compared? Could you, could you kind of do a little comparison between this prep and last prep, for instance, making the weight versus just how you felt overall, you know, mm -hmm. did, was this the, the drop off of exhaustion later on? What, how, how the extra weight, a little elaborate a little bit more on that. Yeah. I would say, um, in the past doing the two twelve, um, my energy would come down a lot quicker. Uh, I felt like I got to continue to improve longer in the mm -hmm. prep. Whereas before I would get a little more tired earlier on. Um, I don't feel like by the end I was, I was feeling, yeah, feeling it for sure. Oh yeah. I don't think you can get yeah, away from it. I remember that from peak week. <laughs> yeah. I don't think you can get away from it ever. Um, you know, I'm lifting heavier weights in the gym. Yeah. So in, in regards to the training, it wasn't any easier. In regards to, um, the cardio, I think we hit about the same amount of cardio at one point. Um, it, there was some differences, you know, I, I definitely, uh, didn't have to deplete to the point where I'm like losing muscle tissue mm -hmm. so that it was nice to be able to see my physique continue to progress rather than the last couple of weeks, dropping that extra, you know, few pounds to make the weight, knowing that I didn't have a weight to make was, uh, was really nice to know that I, it, and gave me confidence knowing that I would bring a better package. How, how was it mentally? Like well, yeah, that's kind of what I was saying was like, it, knowing that I could be heavier, yeah. uh, gave me the belief and confidence to know that like i'm gonna i'm gonna bring mm. a better package because i would wonder like i'm just trying to put myself in that position which i yeah, very different but i was just saying like i'm trying to think like oh if you have that much you know is there a potential like negative like is there a time where you're like whoa i'm heavier than what i was last time is there you know like was there any of that kind of in yeah there, or yeah i mean you gotta think i competed in the 212 for yeah. five years straight right yeah so i'm used to coming down and and peaking at a 212 weight. So not being 212, being mm -hmm. significantly heavier than that. Yeah, there was some uh, some mind games a little bit here and there mm -hmm. where it's like, oh man, like you look different this year. Well, you're supposed to look, <laughs> you're supposed to look different. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're, you put on a lot more muscle tissue. So, but also like that's why he was saying earlier, having good support in your life, have me having my wife there as yeah. a, like a second eye, yeah. being that reassurance for me was was super helpful. And I would kind of be curious to hear both of your guys' perspectives on like your guys' relationship with this prep. Like meaning like this is, you know, another go around. You guys have learned each other a little bit better. Kind of how was that? You know, you he's kind of in uncharted territory with the extra weight. But, you know, I'm sure you guys have felt like your relationship has grown in the ability to to work together too, right? Yes, but just to add to what you guys were talking about, <clears throat> it the added pressure fell on me mm -hmm. because now I had to chase a look that was never thought of, never put on stage, had never been looked at. Because in the past, when I started working with him, very similar to Seabum, uh, by the way, I always go back and look at whoever I'm working with 
their past photos, mm-hmm. past preps, 12 weeks out, 14 weeks out, six weeks out um, from the previous preps. When was your best? What what did you do? How much cardio did you do? Did you do, you know, I did three hours. I brought what, my carbs down to 50 grams. I mean, there was some crazy crap that he did. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm not saying that he did the wrong things. It was just right for whatever they chose with him and his old coach yeah. at the time. But I still like to get perspective mm-hmm. on what you did so that I can turn around and see well, what might've, I thought worked and what might be better in terms of decision. You're getting more context around the person. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So we're going to uncharted territory now. We know what he looked like when we worked together at 212. And now we have a different reference point of what he looked like when he was 252 in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. But we don't know what he's going to look like in contest mm-hmm. shape. That's why everybody who's listening, remember magic mirror pictures of this guy looking great at one or two weeks out doesn't mean that person should look like that on stage. You look like that for that split second for that photo or that 10 or 15 second selfie and then it goes away. When you have to properly prepare for a show, especially as high level as the Mr. Olympia competition, you need to be able to look amazing throughout the entire prejudging. Yep. So the look that you're getting for that few seconds that everyone on the internet says that that's the way you should have brought yourself in mm-hmm. has no clue on how to get as close to that as possible throughout the entire show. Then you end up having to also repeat that mm-hmm. on Saturday night, yep. the second day. So you can't peak too early, you can't peak too late, you can't peak to the point where your narrow time frame is so narrow that you flatten out on stage or get watery. All of those things have to be taken in consideration mm-hmm. when you're doing a proper prep and a proper peak. But when people sit there and say, that's the way you should have looked, he looked crazy two weeks out, he yeah. looked crazy four weeks out. When you see those pictures of Big Rammy, when you see all those, I don't even listen to these people that talk about those things because everybody looks good for those few seconds. Yeah. But that's not what's being judged up on that stage when you put the color, the tan, the lights, the dehydration to get the cross-striated glutes, all of those things that are needed to be able to be a top performer at that show. Yeah. So guys, stop the madness, stop the bullshit. This is what it's really like. And I do kind of want to touch on that a little bit with with that because I feel like that was very kind of applicable in this show and I heard a lot of it in the crowd where there were certain people who walked on stage and everybody was like, oh, I mean, like, you know, like people were mumbling behind me or like, ah, they didn't look like they did in their photos or they didn't, you know, like they didn't come through that exact way or they didn't peak perfectly. But the one thing I will say is there was a very, very big reaction when you walked on stage. And I'm not just saying that. There was like with the those first few poses, air got sucked out of the room. Like people were like, "This is the this is the real deal." And like it was pretty crazy to hear just all the mumbling behind me and just the reactions. And I will say that I believe that that was the loudest the crowd was that night. And I would be very curious to hear what that feeling was like for you when you walked out there for the very first time prejudging. Well. It was incredible, man. Yeah. Like to say the least. I mean that that might have been the most incredible, mo- unexpected moment that mm-hmm. I've ever had in all of my bodybuilding journey or competing. 
I um, specifically, let me ask you this. Yeah. I was on the side of the stage. I heard the rumblings mm-hmm. and I heard the crowd, but literally people were telling me that they were gasping when yeah. he did a front relaxed. It, yep. Was that front so, relaxed or front double bicep? So I, I, walking out. Um, Cause I heard most of the <laughs> cheers, but I didn't hear that, that, that gasp that a lot yeah. of the other people that were talking about. It was in my, like when I heard it, whenever I heard the whole, like there was just a bunch of people behind me just going, damn, <laughs> like that was right when he walked out and just boom, front relaxed. When you just saw the V taper for the first time, it was just like, so nuts from my perspective, um, you know, backstage, I'm like, okay, here we go. I'm next. Hear my name. I come walking out and, uh, I'm like, all right, this is the moment. And I took a few steps out. The music changes. And I'm like, Oh, I like this. Music. We blasted it earlier. Yeah, in the car. I'm like, yep. Oh, I yep. like this Jay Z. All right, yep. cool. So I'm like, can you give a little head nod? Like, yeah, yeah. okay. All right. And I get out there and I was just going to hit my front relax for just just a, a split second and then go into my front double. But when I hit the front relaxed, I heard pretty much everybody in that auditorium just go, <gasps> that's what I heard. Like I, I could hear it from the stage. They all did a vacuum with you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> everybody was just like, <gasps> <laughs> that's what it seemed like. So in this portion of the program is brought to you by Dyson. Yeah. <laughs> Swipe up for 10% off all vacuum product. <laughs> uh, so I heard everybody go <sighs> like this. And so I'm like, okay, let's just hold this for like another half a second. It wasn't long. Right. And then I went into the front double and it was like, everyone went, <sighs> <laughs> like it was like an exhale of like, oh my gosh, you yeah. know? And, and when I did that, I was like, okay, this is really wow. Like, I could just feel the energy of the room just shifting the whole time. And then when I did my back shots. That's when the crowd went nuts. It was. That's yeah, what I heard. Because yelling. again, I was looking at one of the monitors on the side. Yeah. And I could hear the cheers. I didn't hear the gasp. Again, I heard about it yeah. from people, but I didn't hear it specifically directly. But then when you hit your front double bicep, I heard some mm-hmm. cheers and some applause. Yeah. But then when you hit the back double by, then it was kind of like you heard people kind of go yeah. through. It when was the glutes. glutes. Yeah. Yeah. It really you was. You start playing around. It's, it's, it's my hamstring. wife's booty blaster program. Yeah. <laughs> you can sign up at Fit With Gel. I don't Plug know what it is. <laughs> no, and, and actually we were, we were talking about this earlier. It was so perfect. I thought you chose the song. No. And we were talking about this earlier. No. Is he walked on stage and he goes and hits a pose here and he's about to hit his front relaxed and the, the lyrics go, uh, allow me to reintroduce myself. And then he just goes, boom. And then it just like, it was a cool moment. Let me yeah, ask you this. Have cool. you gone back and watched it? Oh, I have. Have you? I have. And every time I do it, I get like cold chills. Yeah. Like, it puts me back in the moment. I love it, man. Um, that was- I never do that, by the way. What? I never go back and watch any of the videos. I've watched that one specifically multiple times because I was like, that was such a cool moment. It was the, so cool. I did, I, last, I did for the 2021 Olympia and I, I did for this year because those are some incredible moments that I never, I'll never forget. Yeah. I, I want to because the person that made me go back and look at some of the old videos <laughs> mm-hmm. was Hottie. Oh, really? Because Hottie yeah. can't understand what people are saying, especially uh, on television. But he's in the TV mm-hmm. room, right? Uh, and he's in the theater and I walk in there and he's got YouTube and he's watching Phil Heath and, and it was one of the Olympias, right? I think it was like 2011 and he's like, and he's looking and he's like, look at this, like, you know, in Farsi, like, look at this. Or, and then I just go, if I saw it, it was probably so long ago. I don't remember because I'm always looking forward. It's really hard mm-hmm. for me to look back. And that's something that I'm continuously working on mm-hmm. to go back and re-enjoy the moment 
And I felt like what I really wanted to do at that point is just sit down and go, how did he really look? Mm -hmm. Was he as good as what I saw on stage? Mm -hmm. And I look over and I'm like, fuck yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so it was, uh, it was really good. And then, so he was That's just awesome. going through there and I'm watching it, but yeah. I don't usually get to go back and look because all I'm doing is looking forward, forward, forward. So for me, now, now that you mentioned this, mm -hmm. I want to go back and watch it. I want to go back and watch the show. Because yeah. I just like, I put myself back in that moment. I want to feel that moment again. And yeah. every time I do, I'm just like, it brings me back. And I just, it drives me to to want to keep going further, man. I, I have three specific moments in my life where I was in a stadium setting like that, where a crazy thing happened. Mm -hmm. Like a crazy win with seconds left at a game or a really insane concert. And that is now one of those moments. Not even, not because of you. Don't let your head get too bad. <laughs> get was, out of here, man. No, but it was the crowd, the crowd's all at once reaction to one specific thing. That was just like, wow, that's a cool thing to be a part of. Taking myself out of the equation, I agree. That's why I was just like, wow, like, to be able to be on stage and, and doing it and feeling that energy shifting as I'm doing the different poses, it's just like, I don't know, I'll, I'll never, ever, ever forget that moment. Well, now let's transition to another one. You're all are on the sidelines here. I feel like a sports interviewer. Like, what were you feeling in that moment? But I'm going to have right. to say that. <laughs> you guys are all standing there. First call outs happen. Yeah. Just what, what's going through your head? I know it's obviously, that's a very common question, but. Yeah. So, so before, or, or like as they're calling out, or about to, I'm thinking, oh boy, I hope I'm in this mix here. Uh -huh. You know, I, I had a I had a pretty good pretty good idea that I that I'd probably be in the top five, but you don't know. Like you mm -hmm. don't know till till it's it's said and it done. It was a stacked lineup. Very yeah. stacked. So I, I had confidence believing that I, I could or could be in that first call out. So they call my name, I come out there, I'm like, all right, cool. All right, first call out. Let's uh it's it's time to fight now. And uh the only thing you can control is your effort and your posing. So I'm just going to go out here. I'm going to give my best, just like I'd have every single day of this prep. I'm going to finish this thing out strong. And so uh, at that point, going through like the quarter turns, going through all the poses. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm having fun, but I'm also, I am, I'm giving absolutely everything. And I'm like, I'm fighting to be in the middle. I'm like, I, I got to get in the middle. I got to get in the middle. And um, they put me and Hottie in the middle. And the whole time I thought he was, he was in the middle and I was off kind of to the side. Cause I thought maybe there was like five people in the call out. So I didn't know if there was like five, six, I wasn't sure. But, um, I was like, I knew me and him were, were definitely in the middle. So just the whole time I'm like, just keep posing, keep posing, keep your composure. But I also promised it to myself to be in the moment. Mm -hmm. I wanted to own the moment for myself. I didn't, I didn't want to like rush through cause even though you look back and it's like, wow, that was a lot of posing there. It goes by like that. Mm. And so I didn't want it to go by so quickly. I just wanted to, to take it all in. As long as they were going to have us pose, I was ready for it. And so, you know, we're going through the poses, going through the poses. And as I walk off stage, I'm like, wow, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's, it's, it's between me and Hottie. And so after looking at the scorecards, I mean, clearly it was, it was between me and him, but, um, did you, you see still the Instagram don't know, post? Though. Did you see the Instagram post that the Olympia put out that night? No, no I didn't they, even see it. They posted that night, like right after the show, just you two. Oh, really? That's it. Really? And as soon as I saw that, I'm like, okay, wow. comparison shots? Yeah, but they blocked out. They didn't put first call outs. They didn't mm -hmm. put everybody. They posted just you two. Yeah, because you guys never had a one. pose. You didn't have a comparison to just mm -hmm. you two. No. Mm -hmm. um, this year, it was like they kept 
like the top six, yeah. I think, out the whole time. They cropped in on them too and posted them that night. And I was like, uh, wow. So they're yeah. pretty much, for the most part, are calling the top That's two. what they're saying. Yeah. Which, obviously, yeah. looking back at it, that's what it was because mm-hmm. there was some reports from some mm-hmm. podcasters out there. Shall remain nameless. nameless. Remain nameless. That uh, possibility of, of Rami being yeah, uh, a on first the side, place yeah. on the side and they were just comparing everybody else but he was a clear cut but mm-hmm. obviously that wasn't the case especially after looking at the scorecards for both mm-hmm. nights but I think that my question for you mm-hmm. what was going on in your head when you were battling it out were you more excited relieved like as an athlete who is going through it did you feel anticipation more or did you feel more relief that i i got to be able to be in that first call out i'm somewhat in the middle here i'm battling it out for possibly the top two top three in the middle where was your mindset both both because when they called my name to be in the first call out i felt some bit of relief okay we're here the thing is, like you said, these are great athletes. Mm-hmm. So no slouches at the Olympia, especially in the top five. So that that meant I needed to, I needed to pose, and I needed to pose hard. I needed to give my absolute best because if I if I slip for just a second, they could move us around. Mm-hmm. And that's how I felt even after prejudging. People ask, "Oh, when you went back to the hotel, how'd you feel? Oh, relief, or what? No, it's not over with." It's halftime. Yeah. You slip for just a second. You don't come back the second day, you know, on point. Again, they can switch, switch you around. It's that easy. So, no, that's why I said it's not over till it's over. And I'm going to give my best throughout the entire prep and the show. So what was the plan after that? What was the plan after prejudging? You mean at 1.30 to... in the morning? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> pretty sure I saw you when you were going back to your hotel room that night. You were still very, you know, still yeah, it was It was tough because everything that I'm going over as a coach yeah. is do we need to make adjustments to anybody's color? Hotties look like shit. Yeah. Hotties was horrible. Um, it would just look muddy. They had just caked on and no fault to Protan or, or the girls. I it think was... I saw Derek back there though with a little brush adding a little bit more onto him. I did. I put some. I put some. This is the reason that happened. Yeah, I put some. Honey, you look light. You need to be darker. More. more. Yes. <laughs> Let me put some olive oil on you. I, I took like a spray bottle. I was like, Honey told me to put this on you. Yeah. It's gonna help. Why does it smell like <laughs> olive oil? But for you guys, like, what was what was the plan? Main maintain. This is what happened. For me, going back, we talked about this on one of the other episodes. Yeah. But I wanted to make sure whatever I could possibly fix at that point, I could fix. So that meant color, presentation, dryness, fullness, anything that I can turn around and be able to maximize in the next 24 hours. And obviously it's not my first rodeo. I've been doing this for a long time for two day shows. When you look at it, his color looked great. Hotties was off, but I knew that I had to keep him full. So first thing I did was made sure to go back to the rooms and check on both of them. So I went back, checked on Hottie, made sure he was fine, got into it a little bit with him about the color because he was scared at first to wash it off. Oh, yeah. And then 
I even called up, I, I, I said in the other podcast, we called up, we got it cleared up that he, they will repay, uh, respray him if they need to, but go in the shower, get the crap off. I went over to Derek. I said, Hey, look, I believe you, did you already take a shower by the time I got there? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. 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 I think you had already taken a shower. So I was like, okay, cool. He's done. We'll reset him tomorrow on his color. These are the foods I need you to eat. Have, what have you eaten? Cause normally I tell them right on their way back to the mm-hmm. hotel from the stage. I tell them, this is what I need you to eat right when you get back. And then it buys me another two hours to be able to get back there. So that way, if I have to do any interviews, if I have yeah. to see anybody, if I run into anybody, um, I get jammed up in the lobby of the hotel, any of those things, they know exactly what to do. And then about an hour, hour and a half later, he's texting, Hey, what, what do we do for the next meal coach? And then I'll go over and tell either him or Jelson, but I say, I'm, I'm going to come back and take another look at you so I can see where his body's going. At that point, we put another meal into him and then put him off to bed. So when we were looking at everything, when I was looking at things, I went over and I looked at some of the photos and I said, okay, these are the areas where we can turn around and be able to be a little bit better. How do we turn around to be able to create a little more fullness so he wouldn't flatten out so much through his chest, through his shoulders, through his arms, some of those near muscle areas that he's just come in. Cause again, I'm shooting a little bit in the dark mm-hmm. Working with new muscle. When you're working with new muscle. Yeah. How is that going to present? How is that going to stay relevant through the entire prejudging? Pose after pose. And Big Steve was working with you guys, you know, yeah. working you guys. Mm-hmm. So he was like, here we go. Now all of a sudden he would switch you guys up and then be like front double bicep again, back double bicep, and just kind of, mm-hmm. you know, go through there because they're he's they're trying to give everybody a show. Yeah, absolutely. They want to get the fans their money, whether it's pay-per-view or whether it's in the seats. Especially this year. <laughs> yes, especially this year because it was the toughest lineup in a while. Mm -hmm. And so what happened was it's very, very difficult to try to understand what is going to be the best combination of size and fullness when you've never done it before. He's never done it. It's never, he's never been able to put that together in a previous package. Mm -hmm. I have to shoot completely from the hip and say, what is it going to be? Is it going to be a 238 pounds? Do I bring him in or 233 pounds, 223 pounds? Where is that perfect amount of fullness and conditioning where we can present to create the best illusion? Mm-hmm. And I have to take in consideration a bunch of factors that I'm not going to be able to replicate a week out, three days out, two days out. I won't know because nobody really truly knows if the color that you're putting on is going to show up dark or light until they're on stage. Because if you have some really, really strong lights, it can turn around and it can wash you out and you didn't go dark enough. But on the flip side of that, and this has kind of been happening recently, is it's darker lighting, it's not super bright, and then those LEDs end up making you look a little bit darker because it's not light enough to be able to kind of wash out and build shadows. And so that has a lot to do with it as well. So you can sit there and try to guess a million different ways by Sunday, but you're not going to be able to know until you're actually up there. And you're referencing to the food too. Like everything, everything that you were having mm-hmm. each of us do, especially with me is like tan food, this, that, the other, like it's a, it's, it, we, we've done two shows together, but in my opinion, we've done the two twelve. that was its own prep and the open. So really one, one and one. Well, I think that that was what I was thinking a second ago when you were talking about all of that is how much information from just this one show do you now feel like you've gained for the next open show? 
like now that you have this full like do you do you feel like there's still going to be of course because the body's going to change you know between now and next year also but you're gonna from this do you feel like now you're like okay now we have a, a, a solid chunk of an idea of how your body reacts to certain things in open uh, do you think it's still going to be kind of a learning experience now that this is only year three it's definitely going to still be a learning experience yeah you're not going to have the jump that he had from 212 to his first open show yeah in his next open show yeah but he will still have a lot of different nuances that we're gonna to have to learn on how his body changes because your body's chemistry changes, your body's metabolism changes, and you have to be able to learn from that. If you are going to constantly just reference what you did in the past, then, and people make this mistake all the time, I looked my best back in 2018 when I won my pro card, I need to go back to learning and doing that exact same prep. Your body's different. Yeah. So you can't go back and do the same thing. You need to figure out what your body's trying to do and what you need to do to get it to be leaner, fuller, drier, whatever. But you have to use those signs and those signs are going to tell you, oh man, I'm getting really flat. I'm going to have to increase the food. I can't do the same amount of food as I did this last prep. Some of those things really have to be adjustments on the go. Hmm. So that's why anybody who completely locks hmm. in on one type of diet, one type of training, one type of cardio is never going to really be able to get the maximum out of their physique because the body constantly changes. So when I'm working with Derek and I know that we're going to be substantially heavier, I have to push the food, but I also got to make sure to kind of maintain that midsection the best as I can. Yeah. So it's not just, I'm going to fill you up or I'm going to get you stupid shredded. When it's a weight cap, it's actually easier because you can't be heavier yeah. than that weight. Because you're, and that's why a lot of people that have weight caps are really, really shredded, and that's why situations in open are so much more difficult to try to come in the proper amount of conditioning, but not get too flat, but also be full enough and round enough and three D enough to really be able to impress the judges. Yeah, and I think that that kind of segues into another topic if we want to touch on that, unless there's anything else you want to cover, which I think no, is... No, I think it's really good, man. I think it's good perspective because I think you you were there at the show, yep. you watched it, you've been watching this entire prep series, and I feel like it's uh, we want to give the audience perspective. Yeah. So it's really good. And this is the time where I am going to give a little bit of um, housekeeping. Uh, for the, <laughs> you, guys, you guys have been doing a great job with going in and reposting sharing please continue to do so and also if you want to add questions or suggestions in the comment section it helps the algorithm it not only helps us to give you better content but it also helps the algorithm of the podcast so again make sure you not only like and subscribe and but make sure you comment and share because that's what's really helping us because we saw it in the last episode so thank you yeah, guys yeah. for everyone that went and did that yeah I think that uh, talking about future preps is going to lead us into a different subject here because I think there's a lot of people who want to know uh, <laughs> when is the next prep? What do we got going on here? Well, I think after the Olympia, Derek was, I think, mostly leaning towards doing the Arnold. Yes. And it was one of those things where there was times in the whole time between the two, the decision-making process, that Derek and I were talking and it's funny because, you know, the money situation came up back when it was even 200 grand. And then they raised the prize money to 300 grand. 
and it makes it more lucrative. But I think very similar to CBUM, it's not always about the money. It, and it's really hard, but it's something that I want you to say and how you felt, because I know what you've told me, mm-hmm. but how did you come to the decision? Well, now that uh, after 2022, I'm a married man, I feel that this is a decision that I don't need to just make on my own. I think this is a decision that I should make with my wife because it is a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, as a as a professional in the sport, someone that loves bodybuilding, the Arnold Classic is a prestigious title. So both those things were making me, you know, want to do the Arnold. Um, coming off the Olympia, <laughs> I was, uh, to say the least, on cloud nine. I was very excited for what, you know, had just happened to where uh, it did. Initially, I wanted to push into the Arnold. But after the days were rolling by, I kept thinking to myself, I kept, I kept going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And I had my wife's full support either way I wanted to go. Her main thing was, I want you to be healthy. That has always been her number one thing. I I want you to be healthy. If you are pushing into Arnold and you're doing it unhealthy, I don't want you to do it. I said, okay. And I agree. I'm the same way. Health is is super important. So I got to thinking. I was like, on the fence, you know, that's that's Arnold Classic title. It's a lot of money. It's only a couple months away. But then I got to thinking, like, what's our ultimate goal here? Well, the ultimate goal is to be Mr. Olympia and to build my absolute best physique. And if I do the Arnold Classic, sure, maybe we could push into it and I think we would have a a really good shot at taking home that title and the $300,000. But I wanna make significant improvements. Like you said, we don't know if we're gonna make the same amount of improvements from last year to this year, from 212 to open, but you better believe I'm gonna give absolutely every bit of effort to make leaps and bounds um, of improvement this year. And so my goal is just to keep, you know, stay in my lane, keep focusing each day at getting better and improving this physique. And I, I know where I need to get better. And I, I know giving myself two more months or two and a half months of being healthy and having a little bit longer of an off season is gonna give me, uh, you know, a better shot at, at coming away with that Mr. Olympia title. And that's ultimately what I want. And I want to just continue to build my best physique. And so I still see this as just the beginning uh, of what's to come. And I'm just as fired up to go into an off season and improve as I would be to go into the Arnold Classic and, and fight for that Arnold title. So uh, now that we've made the decision to just focus on the Olympia, make improvements, be healthy, I'm excited. And I'm, I'm going to let these guys, you know, battle it out at the Arnold. Yeah. I think a lot of people that do podcasts play both sides of the fence. And this is where I'm, I'm, I'm just shining a spotlight on this. Many are saying it makes sense on paper, but, and this isn't just pertain to you. This is talking, we're talking about Hunter Labrada. Mm-hmm. We're talking about, um, I mean, there's a couple of people that are jumping in the show and I don't know exactly who else is still left to possibly jump in, but that are in the top 10. 
uh, Ian, who did just missed the top 10, but he was a top 10 previous year. He decided not to do the show. Everybody has their own specific reasons. And it's not always about money, believe it or not. And when people start talking about things like, oh, on paper, it makes sense. The things that you guys don't know that I want to give you a little insight, especially those that don't compete, but are fans of bodybuilding, the strain, not just physical, that goes through a prep, but also the strain on your support system, your wife, your mom, your dad, your husband, your son, the time that you have to spend away from your family, those are also things. So when you have a podcaster or you have people like to get in front of a camera and say, oh, it makes sense on paper, they should do it. They don't have no idea. They have no idea what's going on behind the scenes. They have no idea what's going on with somebody's health. And it means they have to make that decision because they're the ones that are going to have to deal with the repercussions, both personally as well as emotionally and then just health-wise. So all of those things have to be taken into consideration. So when somebody sits down and says, oh, why isn't Hunter Labrada doing it? Or why isn't Ian doing it? Or why isn't Derek doing it? Or whoever may not do it. They have to make sure that they understand the perspective before they judge. But when you're sitting behind a microphone, whether you used to compete or whether you haven't ever competed before, it's so easy to be judgmental because there's times where I sit down and say, well, I guarantee you, you could turn around and give Chris Bumstead a half a million dollars and weigh that in front of him. And I guarantee you, he'll still say no if he truly believes that it's not the right thing for him. I completely agree with everything you just said. There's so many variables that, that go into play here than just it being black and white. To give a little grace to those out there who are like, oh, why isn't this guy or this guy or this guy competing? We want to see them on stage. Look, I'm a fan of bodybuilding too. Mm -hmm. I wanted to see a lot of matchups that I didn't get to see. But at the end of the day, like I said, this is just the beginning for me. I'm going to come back and I'm going to be at the Olympia this year and I want to be a much improved bodybuilder. And you'll see me there with those guys. So don't worry, just just be patient. And they'll make the Olympia even, even better show. You know, like I would I would say that like I can kind of understand both perspectives. It's kind of hard for me to watch some people who just dog on one side of it, like from videos and different things that you watch, podcasts and whatnot. When I'm watching that and people are just dogging on like, oh, it's it's a stupid idea not to do this or different things. I'm like, I can understand both sides. Because <laughs> one, I would get to see a matchup sooner as a fan. Second side, I would get to see somebody who can be even more improved at the Olympia next year. It's kind of a win-win. And it's so silly to just go and you're saying the emotional, mental, health-wise, all of those things. But also, it's just not their goal. You know, it's a different thing that they've decided that they wanted to do. It's so silly when people jump on. I understand that they kind of, whether it's drama or views or whatever it is. No, I just don't think, it's just funny because it's just about perspective. If you guys want perspective from me, it actually helps me if he ended up doing the Arnold. Why? (laughs) True. Because then he gets more eyeballs on my brand, Evogen. Right, he's an Evigen athlete. We'd end up getting more things. We're getting ready to launch a bunch of different new products. All of these things would happen. We'd get much more of that. But ultimately, as a coach, I want him to make the best decision for him. So you go over the pros, you go over the cons, and you say, "Here's both of them. You make the decision because you're going to cash the check, and you're also going to write the check. Mm-hmm. You cash the check with whatever winnings that you may win, and then you end up writing the check." with what your body Mm -hmm. or your personal life has to endure. Mm -hmm. And that's what it's about because there's no perfect vacuum. 
getting ready for these shows. I mean, his was great. pretty good on stage. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Another Dyson <laughs> No, and also one of the funniest ones I heard, one of the funniest takes around, just like people are not paying attention to what's going on here. With somebody who's like, Han, he just wants another Olympia title next year. And I'm like, you do realize that he's coming back also with the current <laughs> reigning <laughs> champ. So that, that logic doesn't really make that sense. Does not We're not sense. talking about Hottie jumping in here, too. So right. when people said that, I'm just right. like, it just, yeah, it makes no sense. Yeah. Which is funny, though, because Hottie mm. did ask me. He's like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> if Derek's not doing the show, maybe, uh, you know, uh, put that out there for you guys. You guys need content. I think that the health subject is very, very relevant. It's just not only what's happening now, but what's happened over the last several years. It's just very pertinent to look at this with longevity in mind. Well, that's why I get so pissed off about some of these podcasts. Yeah. Because you do go out there and point the fingers that these people don't take care of themselves. They don't do blood work. They don't do check their blood pressure. They don't do any of these things. But then you haphazardly want to say, oh, it's another nine weeks. Yeah. Do you even know what that's like? I'll tell you this right now. <laughs> Nobody that's doing a podcast at that level has ever been top five in the Mr. Olympia competition that would know that in the open class, that what they go through. Okay. So they have to make that decision. If they're willing to do that. Now, if money helps trigger that, great. But that's every person has a different trigger to want to do those things. But you can't play both sides of the fence. If somebody is going to go in and really focus on their health, you should be like, hey, man, that's admirable. You want to be able to have longevity. You want to be able to not beat up your body. You don't want to do these. These are the reasons why this guy's not doing it. Mm. And then on the flip side of that, you can't turn around and say, well, they're stupid. They should be doing this. It's 300 grand. You don't know. So don't turn around and say one minute, health is so important but then the next minute when somebody decides to do this for the longevity of their career and their health then turn around and dog them out because they didn't do the show yeah again we would have benefited Boom. if you would have done it yeah evagen would have been great we're and gonna have a booth there regardless mm -hmm. so shameless plug for everybody <laughs> to come out come out we're gonna have a booth there regardless but um that is gonna be fun by the way like, oh we're gonna have a blast yeah 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 so we're going to have a blast. Yeah. yeah. I, I love the Arnold Classic. I, that was actually the first show I've ever been to, the expo there. And so Can we I, talk about that? Can I, we talk about that? Because not everybody's heard the story. Oh, really? When you and I first met. Yeah. So, well, back in 2016, first of all, I was like four weeks out from my show at the time. What show was that? Uh, it was actually the Midwest Battle of Champions, which was ended up being the indie pro show. Okay. Um, so wait, you guys didn't meet at the 2020 Olympic. That's why when you guys got connected. But I didn't know met. the story. He's going to tell the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. Him and I met. At the expo, yeah, at the Arnold, and as a fan, yes, and I had the Evagen booth with mm -hmm. the athletes, so we were there, uh. and he's like, "Hey, do you know I met you in 2016?" And I'm like, "I don't want to sound like a complete." That bitch. was the first thing I said backstage when I saw him in 2020 backstage at the Olympia. Was I said first thing I said is, "Hey, honey," I was like, "Do you know that we actually met in 2016?" He's like, "Oh yeah, okay." I was like, "I was like, yeah, at the Arnold Classic at the Evagen booth." He's like, "Oh," okay. and so I would, I just kind of remind him of the story of like. So we, I was four weeks out from my show. Uh, I had had a, the night before I had hit legs and I had a cheat meal. So I was like all like carved up and fueled up. And so I wasn't going to go to you know, drive the five and a half, six hours from Indiana to Ohio, but I was all excited and amped up from the workout I just had. And I, I told Jelson, I said, I'm going to go to the Arnold Classic tonight. And it was like two o'clock in the morning. And she goes, what? I go, yeah, I'm going to go. I was like, do you want to go with me? I was like, let's go. And she goes, uh, okay. I was like, I already got the stuff packed. Let's go. And so we drove at like two o'clock in the morning. 
from Indiana. It's like a five and a half, six hour trip. And we ended up like making it almost all the way there. And like, I just like crashed. I was like, I need to get some sleep. So we rented a cheap, cheap, cheap hotel because it was broke as could be at the time. And uh, we slept for a couple hours, got up, went to the expo. And um, I just thought it was a really like cool story because I, I knew it was going to be a cool story because at the time I was like, Hey, that's Honey Rambot at the Evagen booth. I said, hold on. Let me, let me go say something to him. And she's like, what? I go, just, just let me go say something to him real quick. I ran over to him. I said, Hey man, can you make me the next Phil Heath? And he just looked at me like, huh? I go, can you make me the next Phil Heath? And he's like, uh, we both just started laughing because you got to think I'm a hundred and like 76 pounds at the time. You probably also need a lot more protein. Yeah, but yeah well, exactly. He's a lot less hair. Right? <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of factors involved, but I see where your head's I, I literally, at. I think I was, he told me, he goes, you started laughing. I go, okay, yeah. I'm laughing. Why am I laughing? Because a guy like him with a great hairline wants to be the next Jay Cutler. Exactly. Not yeah. Phil Heath, Yeah, because yeah. Phil's bald, and I'm sitting here going, hmm, like, yeah. Know. Wow, that's but, crazy. But in my head, I'm like, I want to be the champion. Like, he's yeah. a reigning Mr. Olympia. And I was like, can you make me the next Phil Heath? And we just kind of laughed. And, I, and for me, I was like, I know this is going to be a cool story because it's going to give me that drive and motivation. I believe in myself. I want to make it to the Olympia one day. And I'm this conversation is going to come back up in the future. I just, for some weird reason, I just felt like, like it was meant to be that way. And what do you know? Like manifested, what, five, four years later? Four years later. We're talking backstage. Wow. As That's actually really cool. Coach athlete. <clears throat> And now, like, we have a 212 Olympia title together as coach athlete. And now we're in the open this close. Well, you won, a, you won this last yeah, show. It's, I mean, when I say you won that last show, that's a win for you to yeah. be top two. Yeah. I mean, how many times has that been done? Right? I, I mean, know. so when everyone says, you know, how did the show go that didn't yeah. follow bodybuilding, but yeah. they know that they follow a little bit of me? Mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, we had three winners. Yeah. That's th how I, I felt, too. I, I had three winners. Mm -hmm. And I'm super proud of it, man. Yeah. I'm so proud of it. And, um, but yeah, that, that was the, that's a really cool, yeah. wow. You got some, that's a, some cool. Jelson, Jelson always says, she's like, Derek just manifests stuff. Because when I first started bodybuilding, I said, okay, in three to five years, I want to be at the Olympia. And so I started competing in 2015 by 2017. I was at the Olympia. Wow. I don't know. Yeah, apparently, because uh, no, I thought he was going to manifest bar barbecue and cheese. I did. I was like, it's, it came true, though. <laughs> I was it like, when we, get, when we get to Dallas, we're going to have yeah. hard eight barbecue. Yeah. Guess what? What do you know? Last night, barbecue. <laughs> well, not even just, not even to make it about me, but I've, to I've told, you know, we've talked about this before, but like we met years and years and years ago, and you yeah. took time to teach me some stuff about legs and different things like that. And you actually gave me your phone number. I didn't even said, know about this. Yeah, yeah. You gave me his phone number. It was he like, do you have Tampa. any questions or anything like that? Like in a creepy way or no? Yeah, he was like, it was, it was "Hey, man, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big fan boy. Fan. <laughs> yeah. I'm a, yeah. Exactly, I'm only fans fan. I'm glad I can. <laughs> I'm glad I can say this to you. But yeah, you, you know, I'm joking. Yeah, no, and it's, it was, it's just crazy though to hear that story and then to hear like you were very, very nice. I don't know what happened to you, but back then you were really nice, and. And then oh, now thanks. here we are. Thanks. So that was weird though when we started working together years and years and years later, probably, I don't yeah. know, four or some years later. Yeah. It was like Derek's on the team, like, I already have his phone number, which is kind of odd, but like we just met and had a really and know, it was it's good And it's insane experience. too, because when he called me up, he's like, Hey, I um I just hired on this guy who is from your hometown. And I was like, Oh yeah. I go, Okay. I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, this dude, like, what wh why is he trying to sell Hani for, right? Next thing you know, I'm like, 
that dude went to my high school. What are you talking about? Talk yeah. about Andrew? Yeah, yeah. Andrew. Like, that's so crazy. This department. small world here. Yeah. It is. Interesting. Crazy. You got so, some interesting, yeah. Going back to the Arnold. Yeah. So we're going to be there in full force either way. It's Booth is getting set yeah. together right now. We're going to have some amazing athletes there. We're going to be announcing some other things that are coming on. And I feel like when we are going to be going forward now, mm-hmm. I want to know what you think. And I think Austin, you can add to this too, because again, yep. you give good perspective. What do you feel you want to work on the most? Are you talking about your body, my physique, your okay. physique? When you go back and you look at your mm-hmm. pictures yep. and whatnot, where yep. do you feel you want to be able to continue to improve on? Um, I definitely want to improve my chest. Mm-hmm. I want to improve my arms, and I want to improve my quads. If those are very specific areas that I want to improve, that is the areas. But you don't think my back can get better? I want to. I want to improve my back. I want to improve my shoulders. No, I, my I don't think it can be any better. No, nope. I think it's just your your. <laughs> well, there you, there you have it. That's no, it. No, no more back. Absolutely, you always that, want right? to continue yeah. To, yeah. to improve. But exactly, when you look at yourself, were you happy with the way you looked? Um, I'm really hard on myself. Mm-hmm. I'm like super. I'm I'm my worst critic. Mm-hmm. So I was I was happy, but I wasn't content. Mm-hmm. I knew I was the best I've ever been, but I believe I'm going to be significantly better, especially given this off season and us working together over the last couple of years. I even told you like yesterday, the day before I was like, I, I feel like now it's fine. Everything's finally clicking. Like your method of training and prepping and everything. Like, like we're finally in sync after these last two years and I'm able to connect with the muscles better, uh, especially with like the FST seven training. And so yeah, I'm just I'm I'm very excited because I I haven't given myself enough time with this style of training and the, and the way we do things um, to be my best. So like like I said, I'm, I was happy, but I wasn't content. Hmm. Yeah, because I think that like when I was looking at you two up there, obviously we were kind of we were excited just to have our team up there in the center. So mm-hmm. we were freaking out in the stands of the rest of the Evagen team that was in the crowd. But there were some certain shots like back back shots and stuff. I was like. Mm-hmm. Oof, like yeah. I could see at the certain times like I could see this going either way. It was a it was, one point difference after pre judging. Yeah, it, was it was like really some, some maturity through the chest and certain things like that that popped at different times. But like it's it's definitely gonna be cool to see what yeah. that one year of progress looks like now that we are announcing that you're heading into off season. Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. Officially. So officially we are in off season. All right, As back a, to the barbecue. Where are we going? Yep. Going back okay. to the barbecue. Well, <laughs> I gotta, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that the biggest thing right now is what you talked about, significant improvement. Mm-hmm. I think that's what's going to be really cool. Because when you're watching or if you're listening to this, being able to see every time you step on stage a significant improvement mm-hmm. is going to be a really cool evolution to your physique. Yes. Because now that you've taken the governor off in terms of the weight where you now can be able to actually grow for the entire year where going back last year, you still were trying to control your weight, even up to that guest posing yep. where I had you do a hundred, 150 grams of carbs, you're doing mm-hmm. cardio. And again, everybody can call bullshit, go make up your videos and go do whatever you want. <laughs> you're going to do whatever you want to make yourself happy. Mm-hmm. But that's exactly what was going on. hundred percent. And that's the thing. I really, that's why you were in pretty good condition. Mm-hmm. 
because we were trying to keep your weight down. And even around the time I got married in March, I had kind of backed off a little bit of like the food and the training just, just a little bit. Cause I knew, you know, I, I love to train hard. I knew training hard and feeling the training, I, I would grow exponentially. And so I was really trying to manage that for a good half the year. Yeah. Yeah. So the other thing I really want to talk about, and I didn't even prep oh. you for this, uh oh, is we talked a little bit about it the Sunday after the Olympia. And a lot of people speculated what happened the last two weeks with you. Mm. And one of the things that was very significant was the fact that we had a major issue with water retention. And there was a couple different things that were going on, but the triggering factor almost made me sit down with you to decide to possibly have you not compete at the Olympia last year. Yeah. And I feel that we do, I do want to go into the story. I want to take advantage of the fact that you're here. Okay. And I do want to talk a little bit about this because what triggered this was the fact that you ended up having an infection. Yeah. And if we can go back, we might even be able to get some video. It's and on my YouTube. Is it? I believe so. I, I, on that, from that fishing trip and a couple videos after that. Yes. Yeah, and and we've I've danced around it a bit, but I think now we can talk a little bit more about it. Mm -hmm. What happened with Derek at around the Fourth of July weekend? Yes, yeah, like that. It was you had it ended up going on a fishing trip. Yep. And I remember getting a phone call, mm -hmm. and you're like, "Hey, I'm going fishing. It's going to be this great fishing trip. All that." Derek goes to the fishing trip, and again, a lot of people go fishing out in Florida. But you ended up getting really sunburnt. Yeah. And the sunburnt. It was horrible. It was, a, it was so bad that. On my legs, by the way. This ties all the way back to that? Yes. Because yeah. I don't even know the full story. Because yeah, I remember yeah, yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, I didn't we, talk about it much. Yeah, when we were I training there. Much. Yeah. And, and we didn't know how much it was going to affect because you thought, I've never gone through that before. Yeah. Somebody who's had a sunburn so bad that they get sun poisoning. Mm -hmm. And so what happened was that he ended up getting sunburn. Mm-hmm. And when he came back, the open sores from the sunburn were so bad that he didn't realize. And I, I'll let you tell a little bit of the story. What did you do after the week after? Well, that I, I went to a, a water park back home. It oh. was yeah. I didn't even think about. It. I've never had, <laughs> shoot. I've yeah. never had an issue like exactly. this in my life. Like I've never had a problem with with the sun or tanning or anything like that. And um it just like zapped me. Like I just had my legs out, like riding back on the boat. And then like a week later I ended up, um, going to, yeah, a water park. And, um, you know, that's not the most Smartest. sanitary place. Yeah. And, and again, like I said, I wasn't even thinking about it. Cause I didn't think it was like really anything. I'm thinking it's going to clear up and it's going to go away. Just like anything. Ever. Was this before or after Houston? Was the water park before Houston? It was before Houston okay. because when we were in Houston, <clears throat> yeah. we were training legs with Andre. Yeah. Like I was keeping my shorts down yeah. because the rash it was so rough. embarrassing. Yeah. 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 And so, well, yeah. He and that know... made me sick too. Like made me sick to my stomach. Yeah. He, was, he was very sick. Yeah. And what happened was he didn't realize what was making him sick. Mm -hmm. So pull out the Sherlock Holmes hat and say, okay, what's going on? Because I got sun poisoning. From the sunburn. I said, okay. Again, I've never had somebody who had gotten a sunburn to that degree. Yeah. And side story, because you guys all love my little side stories. Tamer 
mm. El Gundy, mm. who now produces the mm. Olympia, who uh, I turned pro back at the USA's way back when, I think it was 2011, had left himself vulnerable to the worst sunburn I've ever seen up until yours. Because mm. he fell asleep on the beach. Mm. Yes. And oh. he sends me a thing that's so bad, but he didn't blister yeah. like you did. But Tamer, being Middle Eastern blood descendant, even though he's Brazilian, he's got Middle Eastern blood, he has the melanin to be able to handle that sunburn much better. Derek, Mr. You know, Clorox, <laughs> Mr. Indiana Mr. Boy. Mr. <laughs> Indiana white boy. Can okay. you believe it? I've been tanning and look at this. Uh, He's, that's, that's him tanning right now. I didn't know you were wearing a shirt. No, I'm joking. Yeah. yeah. So what happened was I saw the difference and yeah. to that point, Tamer, that whole situation, I wish I could dig up that t- picture. I, I mm-hmm. bust his balls all the time, Tamer, about it. Cause I told him, I said, you look like a homeless guy that fell asleep, on the oh, beach, no. but you were just four weeks out from the USA when he did it too. Oh. So, but it, he got through it. You mm-hmm. ended up getting sick mm-hmm. and not feeling that well. Well, what happened was a week later, he went to the water park, but he left that whole portion of the story out. So he kept getting sick, more and more sick, weeks later, days later. I had, he a couple had no, months later. Well, all the way up into a couple of months. And yeah. I'm sitting here going, he goes, it's from sun poisoning. He left out the part of the water park. And, and it then, wasn't intentional. No, it wasn't intentional. He didn't think about, about it. it. And I said to him, I go, there's something else that's going on because I don't think that your skin, your sunburn is causing this much of a rash. Mm -hmm. And so I started researching it. I I called a couple of friends that were doctors and they said, was there anywhere else that he could have had maybe contact at the gym, touching equipment, bacteria from open sores? And I said, let me, let me just talk to him. Cause normally he wears, you know, unlike absolute recomp where people take their clothes off every two seconds <laughs> and running around in posing trunks, he wears his shirt, he wears shorts, but is it possible? Yeah, I guess. But, and then, so when I started digging deeper, I said, was there anything that you might've came across? And he's like, no, man, I just went to that water park. That's all. <laughs> just rolled and around on looked- the floor of a public bathroom. <laughs> it's like, come am done. I mean, a public water park. And I think I'm I was never going to go back to a water pretty park. Pretty sure that's like 60% urine. Yeah, that's just in the... Dude, that's, and, but hey, and, and I don't even want to know how many percentage of feces. Yeah. So yeah. with that being said, I said, okay, you need to go see a doctor right away. Mm-hmm. And I talked him into it. He went to the doctor. The doctor turned around and prescribed him some topical Mm-hmm. And he comes by and he goes, yeah, I got a topical cream. I go, what? Topical cream? He goes, that's it? Yeah, nope. I went to the dermatologist first. And then I went to an actual doctor to, well, I don't well, want to say actual doc- doctor. but both doctors. But yeah. But somebody who no just offense. gave you some, some cream for like, yeah. it was like a antibiotic type what of it's called. steroid cream mm-hmm. to get it down. And I don't think, did it, it didn't even do anything. Not really. And then he's, he's like, I've been doing it now. And then another week goes by. He's sick to his stomach. He can't eat my appetite was gone I'm, you know how much i could eat in the past right my appetite was like gone i didn't I was oh like, now a lot is making sense because yeah. you had a lot of indigestion and a lot of issues yeah. throughout the yeah. times that i saw you between july and the olympia you yeah. did yeah and you all his stomach was acid tor- reflux and different well that came like because that because of the antibiotics he eventually yeah, yeah. had to take mm-hmm. so he ended up going back to the doctor again mm-hmm. me saying twisting his arm virtually wow. saying mm-hmm. getting on the phone said you need to go back this is not working I think they're going to have to give you a prescription for antibiotics. Talk to the doctor, tell him exactly what I'm telling you. Open sores, 
water park. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It came back. I got a prescription for this. I got a prescription for this. <laughs> I, you know, he started taking all of those and eventually then his skin started getting better, Yeah, but it took months, 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 months. Yeah. And so that whole time I'm thinking to myself, we might not do the Olympia. Mm-hmm. We might not do the Olympia. And it affected the whole prep. Yeah. Because his body's ability to absorb nutrients had gone down mm-hmm. probably by 50%. He had so much different inflammation from all of the bacterial infection of his skin because it was widespread. We got to turn around and get some of the pictures. You got to go. Well, your skin's an organ. It's not just like 100%. in one spot, it's going to affect your entire body. Mm-hmm. Right. Right, mm-hmm. and your body was so taxed from yeah. trying to fight this off, mm-hmm. and the inflammation was so great that his body just got watery, and he just had these bumps all over his body. Yeah. And like you said, when we were in Houston, we yep. were, he was working out, we had to pull down his shorts because it looked bad, yeah. and it's just this, this crazy, crazy rash from the infection. And I mean, it was probably some sort of staff if you look at, back at it, but they were able to give him the right antibiotic, it eventually cleared up, but it took months. That is, that's wild yeah. that yeah. that was. And that affected the whole entire prep. Yeah. The whole entire prep where yeah. his stomach was messed up, everything. I mean, it just started coming together at the very, very end. Yeah. yeah. At the very end. And that was one of the reasons why I also, I was like, okay, we got to figure out, can he do the show? Yeah. Because I even told you, if you remember this, I said, if you can't do the show, you might have to just go straight into the Arnold. Because I don't know if you're going to be able to do this because his body was just reacting in such an odd way. And I was like, and this is very early on. Yeah. That's hard for me too, man, because I'm a, I'm an athlete and I, and I come from a wrestling background and you don't like, you finish what you start. Yeah. And that was hard for me to hear. I'm like, no, I can't, like, I have to do this. Like, there's just like, to me, any thought of not doing the Olympia was just like, it wasn't even a question, but like, even though you're mentally strong, sometimes your body doesn't always want to do what you yeah. want it to do. Yeah. So it was like, it was like a big blow to me. It was like a big shocker. I was like, is he re-? like, I remember cause Jelson was in the room. It was in our dining room. I looked at, I looked at her and I was like, are you serious? Is he really just say that? Like you walked away. I'm like, are you, are you kidding me? I'm like, I, I can't not do the show. Which makes it even more impressive. Yeah. Well, because you got to think, you know, this is yeah. during prep, and I'm like, like keeping it together mentally, training hard every day. We're really getting really close. Yeah. Like, like if there's any type of any any time that there was pressure, you were asking, it was then. Mm-hmm. It was like, no, I have to keep going, and I have to do the show. Like my body has to work with me. There was a lot of prayer going into that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a yeah, because you prayer. told me that Sunday, the Sunday after the Olympia, you're yeah. like, yeah, we almost pulled him out. I was like, what? His body wasn't yeah. responding. Yeah. I mean, we always, run, you know, I've run into lots of hiccups and there's, there were some other little Yeah, This is the first too. water park hiccup? The, the, that was the hiccup, but that was yeah. one that was yeah. lasting so long yeah. that I literally told him, he goes, well, what do we do if my body doesn't come around? I said, you're going to not be able to do the Olympia and you're going to have to find another show. And he says, okay, maybe I'll do the Arnold. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, you can just, hopefully by then your body will be fine. But this infection thing was that bad. It was that bad. And right. anybody who saw him too in the gym and everything else are like, is he okay? His skin yeah. looks really bad. Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah, he's got a, you know, he had a really bad sunburn. He had an infection. He's trying to work it out. But it was nothing that we really made hugely public because we were just hoping that it was going to subside. And I'd never been through that before. I've never been through, and I've been through a lot with a lot of preps and a lot of different things. But 
that thing was so big that it was created a big dark cloud yeah. for much of the beginning of the prep where I just told them, I go, look, if you don't do your title whole, to go back to your title, and this was even before when we decided to uh, try to do the invite thing, it was even at that point. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just said, this is not good. I've never seen you not eat. He wasn't eating. Yeah. That was hey, the this first guy, time this I... guy is known for his appetite. <laughs> exactly. That's very weird for him. I've never really not been hungry since I started bodybuilding. So I think that this prompts the question. Are you going to any water parks in 2023? No, man. I'm okay. My butt is staying at home and going to the gym. I think that that's going to be the headlines. What will Derek's 2023 look like now without water parks? Because that adds a whole different context to the prep, though, to knowing that. Like, that's on my new checklist. Have you visited a water yeah. park? Have you been to any water parks recently? <laughs> it's on my, like, when I turn around, if I'm going to work with somebody new, it's going to be on the... How often do you go to water parks? Water park sales right now are plummeting based on this podcast. Only right? water parks that use purified water. That ain't yeah. one of them. That's Maybe. none of them. No. I'll tell you what, it was a fun day, but not happening again. It wasn't that fun. <laughs> not afterwards but that to me as a fan i'm gonna always i always say that it's cool to hear that stuff after the fact yeah. because it gives more context to like wow that's why this all happened they don't know so once and again then, let's go back let's backtrack this timeline right so coming off the 212 olympia title focus was to come back and defend the title again i got married in march the guest posing was in may and then after that, we were like, okay, you know, we're in a good spot here. If, you know, we'll see, we got to keep refining the physique over the next couple months. And then that's when the whole water park thing happened. <laughs> so it's like, I it's really, funny. It's just, like the, it's the, the whole year was like not a, a legit full off yeah. season for me to go into the open. So like, that's kind of what I thought, like, oh, if I didn't do the Arnold Classic, this would give me a full off season this year. Because for the full first two thirds of the year, it's been pushing for, and then the not, last part. not pushing because of two twelve, and then to full. Well, and again, yeah, he still mm -hmm. looked great. Yeah, that's why I kept saying you looked amazing at the guest posing. Why is your body falling apart? Yeah, mm -hmm. what's going on here? Oh, it's sun poisoning. It's sun poisoning. And I'm like, uh, like I had to go research the sun poisoning. Yeah. And then I'm like, no, dude, this is an infection because you went to a water park. So you may have started with sun poisoning yeah. and you ended up with a staph infection. And that's exactly what I think happened. And I think the doctor even said that, didn't she? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 She wow. said definitely something. Like and you can't say exactly what the infection is. There mm -hmm. you could you can't just give like Did they end up oh. biopsying or no? No, no, no a biopsy, but yeah, and that's the other thing. Normally they'll even take an, a, a biopsy, yeah. they'll do a swab, yeah. they'll do something, send the culture in, find out what kind of bacteria infection you have so they know how to treat it. But it was like Going back and forth, yeah. I just kept, I kept telling him, you need to go back. You need to go back. You need to go back. The cream's not working. You need to go back. You need something, you know, some oral medication. Get that going so that you can turn around and be able to get this thing cleaned up because time's ticking. Wow. Yeah. So, again, people go through shit all the time, man. I really didn't think we were going to ever talk about that. Yeah. Well, that's why I said, I, yeah. knew, I knew you didn't see that no, one coming. No. <laughs> Sponsored by sunscreen now. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I need a sunscreen sponsor. <laughs> Evo screen. <laughs> yeah. Evo screen. The newest product in the Evo line. But, you know, I think that as, as everything started going, you, you get injured, you get strained, yeah. you get all of these things. Everybody goes through them, right? I think that the biggest thing you got to worry about is trying to minimize those things. And when they do occur, how do you pivot into it to be able to say, okay, look, I want to pivot into this. Let me get recovered quickly mm -hmm. so that I can turn around and be able to bounce back. And that's a big thing because it's not a matter of if, it's just when that happens. Uh -huh. So yep. that, that was that. Now we're talking about 
on the list of things that we wanted to discuss. Which we've actually kind of, we did, I didn't expect that one. That was completely out of nowhere, but we did talk about the kind of the finisher was just what was going to be the upcoming year, things you're excited about and things you're wanting to improve. You already said, you know, what you're wanting to improve. You already kind of listed those off, but I think that just. Just in general, I'm like super excited and super motivated this year. Like coming off the 212 Olympia title after 2021, I was the most motivated I've been since I started bodybuilding. Well, I would say this year trumps even last year. Mm. And so that's what excites me. Like I'm fired up. Like I have a, a, a legit fire lit inside and I'm just I'm just really ready. Every single day I wake up, I'm like, man, today's a great day to get better. Going to the gym, gonna crush it and stacking these bricks one on top of another. I'm I'm really excited for for this year. I'm I'm not even thinking about November yet. I'm just thinking like each day I'm embracing it and, and just taking it head on. So well <laughs> I'm pretty excited because now you get to also start planning out all the really cool fun stuff, which is going out and seeing all of the different bands around the world because we are putting the whole complete schedule together. Mm -hmm. So Arnold classic, obviously being there, but also we are going to be doing some store appearances. That we're going to be announcing, we're going to do some worldwide tours. So now Derek gets to embrace the fact that he has placed top two in the world and be able to do some of those things. So that's going to be, we're going to try to make the best of yeah. it now. So we're just sitting down. A lot of that stuff's not going to happen until like probably. Uh, it starts in March. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I know for me, I. I March at the Arnold. But yeah. then but then after that, we yeah. have a bunch of other d different events. Um, we're going to possibly even try to get to Brazil. Oh. Um, so there's yeah. some different. Yeah. It's been one place I've been wanting to go. You know that. Yeah. Well, that. again, besides <laughs> the Persian fans out yeah. there, the other oh, fans yeah. are the Brazilians. Brazilians. Yeah. The Brazilians love their yeah. bodybuilding. So it's, they love, love, love bodybuilding. Yeah. And I've, I've booked a lot of things myself too. Um, obviously we'll be going together and I'll be bringing Evogen everywhere I go. Um, and we'll be able to keep everyone posted on your Instagram, YouTube, my YouTube, Instagram. So just, that's where you can see us, uh, know where, know where we'll, we will be. Yeah. And for those of you that don't follow Derek on his YouTube He's been doing a phenomenal job with Trevor. They did a great job being able to really get the essence of the Olympia prep. He stayed with you. You guys shot yep. film during the whole entire prep. And then on top of that, you guys continue to put out some amazing content. So again, I'm not just saying this because you're my athlete, but I just honestly think that you're doing a great job Thank with you. your social media as well as your uh, YouTube page. So, but we're having fun with it and and huge shout out to Trevor. I mean, yeah. I, I he's the man, you know, and he, and he makes it easy, makes it fun and everyone that has followed along, subscribed and commented, send send me messages and stuff like that. It just it, it encourages us all the time to keep keep doing it and um we're, like I said, we're just having fun. Like we don't feel like the pressure like, "Oh, we have to put something out or we need to come up with something to do." It's just we're just doing it. And I think that that's what people feel and, and resonate with. And I really feel like we're building a positive community of, of you know, hardcore bodybuilders who want to build camaraderie with one another and push and support one another. Because my favorite comments aren't just the ones like, oh, Derek, good, congrats at the Olympia. Like, I appreciate those too. But I love seeing each other, like, people pushing each other. Like, if someone says, like, oh, going to the gym today, and another person comments, like, oh, go crush it, man. Have a great workout. Like, I love seeing that camaraderie building in our community. And that's what fires me up. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Let me ask you this. I do want to talk a little bit about the Arnold Classic. Mm -hmm. Now that the prize money has been raised to 300 grand, we got some people that have jumped in. 
So mm-hmm. Nick Walker yes. has decided to jump in. Uh, rumor has it, Big Ramy is considering jumping in. I mm-hmm. don't know if it's 100% yet, mm-hmm. but r- Rumor Mill says that he might still jump in. The other person, William Bonack, has also. Mm-hmm. Andrew Jackson there too. Andrew Jack yes. is another very, very great, you know, amazing bodybuilder. And I feel that I want to talk a little bit about this. I know you're controversial. I'm not going to say I try not to be. But I want to hear what you think about that lineup. It's much better. And I think that was the other thing, the reason why a lot of people wanted to see you do it. Because when they said, oh, it's only Sean Clarita. It's only, you know, Samson Dowda. And that pisses me off. Because first of all, those two are amazing bodybuilders. You got a guy who just came back and won. Mm -hmm. And, you know, to me, it's actually a pretty stacked lineup. It is now. Yeah. It is now. Even then, it's still, I would have liked to watch it, but now you're going to get what you want. Mm -hmm. They threw a hundred grand extra Mm -hmm. and you got a bunch of people in there that are jumping in that were not considering doing it before. And with this more stacked lineup that you and I both agree on, I still think that guys like Samson, even though Nick is considered number three in the world right now, that can give him some problems. Yeah. I think that depending on how he looks, where he peaks, I think Samson can definitely, he's a big boy. Mm-hmm. He can definitely push that entire lineup. On top of that, Sean Clarita. You get a couple of people who slip up on their conditioning, he can go ahead and hand you your ass. It'd be so interesting to see Sean Clarita next to Samson. Yeah. Just like line up something like that just mm-hmm. to see. That's don't be, be surprised. Don't be surprised if you killer. don't see it. Yeah. No, and, and Nick Walker on the other side. Yeah. So I'm predicting I mean, that as the call out right there. I think that's going to be one of the top five call outs. Right. Top predictions, dark horse. Go. Ooh, go ahead. <laughs> oh, you're putting me on the yeah. spot. Okay. <laughs> you're, you're the one. You're the well, one. Well, first of all, I think uh, people out there that are making comments about, you know, oh, at first, oh, it's a weak lineup. I think people were just so excited about this year's Olympia with how it turned out and everybody showing up this year. I think people wanted to see it again you know, two months yeah. later and a few of us not doing it is just, yeah, they wanted, they fans. wanted Mr. Olympia 2.0. Exactly. That's what they wanted. They wanted to let's roll it back. Exactly. And that's what they wanted to do. Yeah. Obviously the Olympia is the Olympia and I'm still waiting for you guys <laughs> make a decision, move the Olympia to September, try to get that going. Hey, but keep it in Orlando because that's my backyard. And I like it. <laughs> I, I don't agree. I don't like Orlando. Go back to Vegas. Vegas is amazing. Yeah. Make sure you get a good, backstage though so that we don't have to end up having a postage stamp back there but bring it back to vegas at 2023 orlando 2024 back to vegas in september hopefully that's what's going to happen but go ahead give me your uh, top i was, trying to, I was, trying yeah, to I was not gonna let you guys i was not <laughs> going to if he didn't come, i was not going to go uh let me think here um i'm gonna say i'm gonna say samson and this is no order samson nick um Bonac, Clarita. I mean, is that four? Mm-hmm. You know what? There's two guys that come to mind. I see Kamal almost every day at the gym. By the way, you're the one that talked him into doing it. Didn't you? I am. I am. <laughs> you, know, you know why? He talked to me to do it because I saw him in Tampa. Yeah. And with him having a, a few extra pounds that added size, right. he looks really, really good. I think 
him coming back down to the 212 this year, he, he was a little bit more deflated compared to like the Tampa. And I think I just, for me as a fan, I really wanted to see him and Sean stay next to each other with him having that extra few pounds. I think it was going to be really exciting for me as a fan to watch. And I think that's going to be a great battle too. So uh, having two former 212 Mr. Olympias, uh, one current reigning, I think that's a super exciting um, lineup there. So I could either- That battle right there, this is what yeah, I want to talk yeah. about. So let's talk about this. You got two guys yeah. who've both excelled mm -hmm. against open guys. Yeah. And Sean Clarita, now two-time Olympia winning 212 uh, champion. Then you have Kamal, mm -hmm. who's won the Olympia before. Yeah. Now it's going to be interesting. Because normally you say, okay, well, Sean won the 212. Mm -hmm. Well, now Kamal doesn't have a weight limit. Exactly. Yeah. So this is the subplot. Kamal comes in. That's what I'm saying. Five to seven pounds heavier. Yeah. What's he going to look like? Because Sean, as much as he's going to try to put a little bit more weight on, mm -hmm. he, he's- He's still well under that weight. He's guy. still well under it. So yeah. it's not like if he was going to be able to do it, he would have already done it. Yeah. But he's not going to be able to grow into the show that much. He can get a little fuller. But you're not going to put on a decisive amount of muscle tissue between yep. the Olympia and the Arnold eight, nine weeks difference. Mm -hmm. So he's going to try to be able to just tighten things up, get a little rounder, do, do whatever he needs to do in terms of manipulation. If he wants to go a little fuller, whatever he feels is going to be able to get that next level. Can up. I ask you something real quick sure. about Sean? From your perspective, if Sean comes in fuller, does it hurt him or does it help him? I think that it's not a matter of fullness. Mm -hmm. I think he needs to try to do the best he can to be able to create as much separation as possible. And if he does that, that's what's going to help him excel. I agree. I agree. So that's the thing. Now, Kamal. Mm -hmm. If you look at Kamal, now Kamal doesn't have to sit there and suck down to 212. He's going to do what's best for the look and not what's best for the look in a certain weight class. Mm -hmm. So now that's what makes him dangerous. Yeah. Because he can go to 217, he can go to 216. And I, that's exactly how I talked him into doing it. Well, I'm like, <laughs> I did. Because I, I'm like I said, I saw him in Tampa and he looked good, man. And I'm excited for that battle. Yeah. And so that, that, these are these subplots that we're talking about. Mm -hmm. Now you turn around. So did you give it your, so you said that was that, top five, but, okay. I, I'm, I, but the thing is, is like, I'm not saying that. Uh, Andrew Jacked isn't going to be the top five. I left him out, but like those are six guys that I have in my head that I'm really excited to to see matched up together. Yeah. So honestly, it's really easy to say that it's the same for me, but I'm going to create a little bit of subplots here mm -hmm. so that you guys can get a little bit of perspective on how I look at things mm -hmm. in terms of comparisons. So Andrew Jacked, depending on what kind of conditioning he brings in, what kind of muscle separation he has he has the most potential within the entire group mm -hmm. but it's just that's a question mark potential is what you make it and how his body is i thought it made sense for him to rest a bit because he had done several shows and everybody yeah. said oh he gets a pass because he did several shows he went and did texas here five minutes away from the studio he went to arnold uk mm -hmm. he did the olympia he's gonna need to rest a little bit then requalify I think what also sucked some of these athletes in was in the very beginning when they announced the lineup, it was a little bit weak. Mm. And so they thought, okay, it's a little bit weak. There's nobody in the top three, nobody top four, whatever those numbers are in that they felt that could have made that 
a little bit more susceptible mm-hmm. for them to go in for that hunt, that kill. Because mm-hmm. Samson was the highest, correct? Originally? Right, at sixth, yeah. correct. Mm-hmm. So he went in at sixth. So then they said, okay, even if I take second or third, I still make some substantial money. Right. Now everything has changed because they threw the hundred grand in, they brought in some bigger sharks. Right. Okay. Exactly. Now there's bigger sharks. So now we have to sit down and say, okay, what's going, what's Andrew jacked? What's going on in his head? What is he Mm -hmm. trying to do? Is he going to try to come in with a whole different look or is he going to just try to refine a little bit? And was he just trying to get in there to squeeze in a check or is he going to try to revolutionize his look? That's a big question mark. Mm -hmm. I know on the flip side of that, Samson is just going to try to work on continued conditioning. I think him and Milos are going to try to really work out whatever it is to be able to take that conditioning to the next level. So that way he can be able to really maximize that intimidating fullness and that roundness and that size. I mean, he's almost 300 pounds or whatever he is. So that's going on in that subplot. Now so you're putting those two guys up or no, just, no, I think it's going to be him. I think, I think that it's going to be Nick Walker mm-hmm. because we all know what Nick's going to bring. Cause right. he posts pictures every day, mm-hmm. you know, practically. No, he does. <laughs> yeah. He's consistent he with his so, check-ins. Yeah, so it's check-ins. It so you can all put it out there. Right. Yep. And so you, you know what that's, he's going to bring. He's going to try to bring a better package to whatever degree he can compared to the Olympia, but you can see it. The big question mark is going to be how much improvement is Samson going to be able to bring to try to catch up to Nick? Yeah. Yep. That's it. Exactly. Right okay. And then how do the quote unquote smaller guys, William Bonack, who's been second in the Olympia before, mm-hmm. how much can he go back to the look that he previously had? Mm-hmm. Because we all know he was off at the Olympia. Mm-hmm. And when we sit down and we look at it, Everyone's starting to post these pictures of two to three weeks out saying, I look like this, but at the end of the day, you brought this. So now compared to what you look like on stage, how much more improvement are you going to bring? Not what you look like two or three weeks out, because sometimes two or three weeks out, if you've made some detrimental changes, you might not get back to that look until you get back into a whole, you know, uh, off season prep because your body just got eaten up. For whatever reason. I'm not saying that's what happened to him because I don't know what happened to him. Yeah. But all I'm saying is the fact that if he can get to a real formidable look that he's had in the past, he's dangerous. Right. He's very, very dangerous. It's just a matter of him and his coach, Chad Nichols, knowing what went wrong to how to fix that. Mm-hmm. And then the X factor also that we didn't talk about is Big Rammy. Big Rammy, if he comes in, people aren't talking about the fact that if he can make those adjustments... If they realized they pulled them too hard, if that was the case and they need to fill them back up again and they can make some of those adjustments, how is that look going to be on stage next to Nick Walker now? Because again, they're going to have Nick Walker in that first call out and everyone's going to be compared to him because he's the highest ranked Mr. Olympia competitor at that stage. So now it's going to be that comparison against him. So these are the people and the subplots that are going on. And then, Again, uh, I think Patrick Moore just got announced. Yeah, he's in. yeah, he did. Oh, that's right, he did. I, I, I worry about him. I worry about him. I just, I, I don't, I haven't seen any updated photos outside of some of the stuff that I saw on Instagram that I guess he was training. Yeah. And for me, I know that he hurt his Achilles. I believe it was Achilles. And tell me if I'm wrong, guys. No, but it was. It was. Yeah. And and that's a not that's not a, it's a serious I mean, injury. That's very right? serious. And he also, you know, was trying to put on size. Mm-hmm. 
-hmm. And it's really difficult. And to jump into a show like this, I wouldn't do it. I'm just, again, he might turn around and crush it and make my um, suggestion completely obsolete and Mm -hmm. insignificant. But I would just say, okay, let's start back up and build a foundation with a smaller show and bring it up a little bit to probably get some confidence. Let's get some, give me that ring rust out, you know, get that stage rust out that you haven't been on stage and bring it up. But again, if he's made some really dramatic improvements, which he might've, because again, I haven't seen his physique. He hasn't done any physique uh, updates that I know of. I've only seen some training stuff with him and he didn't look particularly um, big. But again, if he looks really nice uh, when he takes his clothes off, it could be a different story. Sure. But I said, okay, that's interesting to see Patrick Moore in there. So, um, and he's got a beautiful physique, by the way. Yeah. And the suck, thing that sucks about him is it, he's kind of a tweener, right? Because I think a lot of people were like, because if he doesn't grow a lot, maybe we can he can suck down. So he was kind of like, okay, if he just sucks down, he might look better as a, a classic, but he's still too big for that. Yeah. So I think that's kind of like the hard part for him. But looking at the whole lineup, it's going to be interesting because you do have some heavy hitters in here. And I think that when you look at the, you know, the subplots, people are going to want to watch the show. Oh, for sure. Definitely an interesting show. Especially like these last couple guys that jumped in. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited to be there. I'm I'm excited to be a fan and be able to watch this show, you know? And uh, like you said, we're going to have the Evagen booth there at the expo. So it's going to be really exciting for me to be able to, to see everyone there, especially me being a Midwest guy coming from Indiana I hope to see everybody coming out and uh, catch a word. Yeah. So it's going to be a good good weekend for sure. You got anything to finish off with, brother? No, I was just taking it all in. I was yeah. just hearing the predictions and stuff, yeah. you know. I'm, What's your thought? You didn't give your thought. <clears throat> you weren't going to let <laughs> uh, me go. What's your thought? Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to crash the internet. I know everybody's dying to hear what I have to say. Give He's us the one that's going to walk here. around. He's going to walk around and everyone's going to hate him. He's like, oh, you just talk crap about me. Yeah. You didn't have <laughs> me in the top three. You didn't have me in the top three. That's I, why I don't even like to give number predictions. Just yes. yeah. here's some formidable challenges to one another Who's when they're competing. Top three. Here's what I'll say. Here's what I'll say is I really, really like underdog stories, not uh-huh. even underdog stories, but the, I think I heard it the other day. It's not an underdog. It's an underrated champion. Ooh. I like those kinds of stories, storylines. And uh, I would say that you were one of them because the beginning morning of the Olympia, somebody's like, where do you see Derek? I'm like, top three. They're like, nah, it's ridiculous. I'm like, oh, okay. I like those storylines. <laughs> so I would say that like, I just like thinking about those and hyping those up because it's like, what could happen? Yeah. That's kind of how I go into shows. So with things like this, uh, you know, like I'm, I like thinking about like, what would happen if Clarita showed up and just like blew everybody out of the water when there's somebody like Andrew Jacked or, you when know, When hasn't Samson. Clarita showed up? That's the thing. That's what I'm saying. But like, you know, like mm-hmm. what are they going to value at that show when Samson is not too far from almost double his size? Right. You know, like that's insane to think about. So that's that's kind of where I stand. So I'm not going to give specific numbers and things like that. But like I like the what ifs because again, you said Nick super consistent. Mm-hmm. You can kind of have an idea of what they're going to look like and things yep. like that. But I like the the mysterious dark horse kind of thought process of what could happen. Do if you think Clarita that there's a clear cut winner? If I had to say, I personally, I would say Nick. Okay. If I had to, I would. If I had to, because I'd again, say Nick. the ranking. He's won the Arnold before. Yeah. He's top three at the yeah. Olympia. He's consistent. So he's he's definitely the big dog going into the show. Yeah. Now, the question is, can Samson improve enough to push him? Mm-hmm. Yet to be determined. I'm excited. Yeah. This is going to be a good show. It's going to be a great show. There we go. Oh, it's yeah. going to be a great show. So I think that uh, 
the last thing I want to just book a business is actually I'm going to hold off on that one. Oh, <laughs> you got me excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gonna I was like, what is he saying? Yeah, yeah. There's some cool stuff coming. Um, but uh, I got some products for you to test before you leave. Oh, yes. okay. Yes. Nice. Some new stuff. So, um, guys, I appreciate both of you. Thank you guys so much. Thanks to all the fans for sharing. And uh, wear your sunscreen. Yeah, wear your sunscreen. Wear your sunscreen. Please. And then don't go out and bathe in toilet water. Stay away from water. Uh, <laughs> toilet oh, water. Don't, don't do what I do. That's Jeez. right. <laughs> Hani Rambod. We got Austin. And we got thank you for Derek for stopping by. Thank you. <laughs> and that's the truth.